Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. It's almost that time of year again. The uh, nights are dark, uh, it's November, it's cold and it's windy, and congregation comes around again, which is great. Uh, based in Kong, uh, it has been a physical event until now. This year it's going to be a virtual one only for all the reasons that you can imagine and once again we have to blog or submit a contribution to uh, find our way in which is great Uh, it means you have a good variety of ideas and insights and this year's theme is society 3.0 and obviously that's that's a good thoughtful provocative uh, title to be having Um, and here we are in November more or less 10 months into an Irish lockdown Um, it's been a a massive um, opportunity. Obviously it's been a challenge and it's been difficult and uh, you have a global pandemic raging Um, but at the same time uh, it has also presented the opportunity to reassess and rethink a lot of the ways that we do things and to question ways that things were done before just because they had to be done that way. Um, This is Simon Cocking and I write for Irish Tech News so I guess I'm in a slightly fortunate position in that Uh, We talk to a lot of people who look to be futurologists to anticipate what's coming and that's both their day job and then equally this time period has almost pushed people into a potential behavioural reset. Now coming up to the end of 2019 climate change was uh, becoming, awareness was much greater about it and how important it was as an issue and uh, you know there's certainly been some discussions that that while the pandemic is raging uh, it will eventually pass probably not till next spring because it gets worse in the winter um, but climate change is still a live and real issue um, so therefore it's important not to forget about that now interestingly obviously you know pandemic shut down large amounts of flights and travel and you know various degrees of enforced lockdowns both here in Ireland and also in many other places so the world didn't completely grind to a halt. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon is worth a hundred billion more than he was at the beginning of the year, 180 billion over 80 billion before. So uh, this doesn't mean that business has shut down. Now there are sub businesses that are going to suffer, and uh, people have discussed the type of recovery that we could be seeing, and a K-shaped one is beginning to be uh, articulated. So what does a K-shaped recovery means? mean well it means that some businesses will continue on an upward curve and do really well and other businesses will continue potentially on a downward curve and do much less so depending on what 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 happens after this and do we resume things we used to do or having not done things for 10 months does that break certain behavioral patterns and habits and so if you can visualize one line going up and one line going down and if potentially they both start in the middle point that gives you the two legs of the k and I guess the, the line is the how things were before. And it's quite possible it could go that way because in Sweden, for example, even before 2020, flights were beginning to fall. The number of flights taken by people was being uh, was re- was being reduced because people began to question how much do I need, need to fly? A bit like uh, when the Icelandic uh, volcano erupted around 10 years ago. Um, <coughs> it, it made people just not fly for a while. And this has happened similarly now. Um, and equally... You know, there were people who were traveling, you know, two to three hours each way, either in a car or by plane to go to meetings that maybe didn't have that much value, but but it wasn't really considered acceptable to do it virtually, uh, whereas that's that paradigm has flipped. And so for this year, you know, it would be considered to be 
more than acceptable to do it virtually and you know I've read on the websites of some companies we deal with that you know they don't take face-to-face meetings to protect their staff which is obviously a good thing a smart thing uh, but they still are doing meetings and business people are still buying houses selling houses using people's services to do the things they want to do and that's why Amazon has made a lot of money and you've probably seen all the packages arriving in houses people have just moved to online much more so and that's one of the things we had a global pandemic and we had a lockdown but we didn't have uh, a Wi-Fi lockdown you know and I think things would have been very different whereas we do have this tool which is super useful and now potentially enables us to do things in different ways and so this really is um, a massive opportunity um, within all the context of you know perhaps it would have been better if it wasn't a pandemic that forced us to do this but then maybe something drastic and serious has to happen had to happen and was needed to happen for us to look at climate change more seriously because I think humans find it very difficult to deal with very very big problems and particularly when they're very small and individual so therefore it can be quite hard to contemplate what does global warming mean particularly if it's only in quotations one degree or two degrees because you know here we are and if it's 10 to 12 degrees then you go oh well 14 degrees is not much different but then you know when the massive lumps of ice are breaking off um, from the icebergs at the north and south pole then you realize that actually maybe that is more significant than we realize but it's hard to contemplate so therefore i think this year has made a lot of people assess reassess and question the way that they did thing uh, did things and certainly um I think perhaps people were on a path where they were already reassessing how much they travel by flight and by plane already and then simply being mostly not able to. Some people still travel, but it seems strange to really push that one if you didn't need to. Um, So it is going to be, I do think that a lot of people going into 2021 will be considering, why do I do things the way I used to do them? 2020 has shown that I don't need to do a lot of those things. about five or six years ago, I had a job where you had to commute two hours each way, so four hours in total, to go there, to spend your eight hours there, because the uh, the company didn't really trust people to do the job remotely. Um, and, you know, th- that happened because that was the way it was done, and middle management's role was to ensure that we were there for the requisite number of hours and boxes were ticked. But I don't think it really particularly helped with productivity or anything particularly effective. It just was doing things because that's the way they were done. So, therefore... If we can't reassess and challenge how we do things now, then I think we really have a massive problem. Um, equally, I I have s- saw a good article today that said that despite all the pandemic in this year, renewables, the percentage of energy generated by renewable energy continues to rise and is just rising and rising. So therefore, while oil and gas still lobby hard to be treated equally, once the cost per unit falls for renewables below that, you could imagine that we don't have to lead with the climate change argument people will just go for it based on economic decisions Um, but it's still positive it's still the right result so in that way i think things haven't stopped both the climate change issues haven't stopped but equally some of the solutions are continuing to grow and improve so therefore you know why don't why don't we look at that as an opportunity and equally you know to be more local in what we do to grow more locally to really assess when we need to travel and if we need to do it and equally which things need to be done face to face and which things we can just do digitally and submit and compare and collaborate online so i think it's been great and therefore in some ways it does enable us to imagine a society 3.0 you know potentially for 
wouldn't it be good in 2021? You know, it's a bit like, you know, we've been in the middle of a world war, but potentially peace is coming, you know, with the, the vaccine on the horizon and therefore the opportunity to go, well, we're not out of the woods yet, but if we are or when we are, um, what what could we maybe do differently? It's a bit like a heart attack and heart attack is considered one of the most recoverable issues illnesses to have because if you change your lifestyle and if you change stop smoking eat healthily don't don't do exercise more do the things that enable you not to be in the position you were beforehand uh, many people go on for 20 30 40 years in a more healthy way after having had that reality check and in many ways i think if we can look at the pandemic in that way as the opportunity to have a reassessment of what we do then we could we'd be a lot better off for it and therefore, I think, you know, with smart cities and a lot of other stuff where we use the data intelligently to really uh, assess more effectively what we're doing, are we doing things in smart ways? Uh, and the AI and machine learning can bring insights that as individuals, again, because we're very small and the challenges and the issues are very big, we may not see. But if we can put some machine learning and AI on it, we'll, we, we often gather insights that give us great things to do that we didn't even realize were smart things to do. Um, so therefore, you know, I guess the glass is half full i don't feel it's half empty i don't equally i'm not i think we have to caution against being techno solutionists facebook would have said that they were here to you know radically remove privacy but you but you know you have to do it with ethics purpose and morals and i think you know they've clearly dropped the ball on that one so therefore um, we don't give the, the tech solutions a free pass but we use them ideally with it within a corporate social responsibility mode of operating and potentially that does enable us to ask good questions and really discuss what society 3.0 could look like and and why not start taking the steps to get there um on one hand i think we have to because obviously the whole there is no plan b as in there's no planet b uh, if we mess it up then we are going to uh, make the place uninhabitable but equally we do have the ability the tools and the solutions already around us we don't we're not missing the thing that can enable us to do this we just need to act and implement on the solutions that are already out there so you know i guess this is a, an opinion piece but equally it's drawing from the interviews that we've been doing with other people and the areas in which people are positive now you can still see the pushback and you can still see in the u.s election you had 70 million people still voting to stay the way things are um, and that's maybe because change is frightening and people you know, uh, <clears throat> change is different and unusual and you're not sure how to deal with it. But that doesn't mean it's not something that we have to embrace, need to embrace and should embrace. So I guess that's where I'm at. And I look forward to uh, seeing how Congregation 2020 plays out. Um, and in all previous ones, I've gone and I've learned a lot. So I would expect, imagine, hope I'll do the same. So thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.